Today's video will be about a company I am planning on buying after going on a vacation. Unfortunately, I can't tell you what this stock is because what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. But you know, I'm a nice guy and if you hit that like button and subscribe, I might tell you all about MGM growth properties. Plus, you already saw it in the title and thumbnail. I went to Las Vegas for the first time in the scorching heat in July of 2021. And instantly, as soon as I got there, my brain started firing on all cylinders on how I could make money from this. I saw endless amounts of people reach into their wallets and fill up those slot machines. People filling up on expensive liquor, hotel rooms, and oh, this city, it just never sleeps. Let's first address the elephant in the room. Oh, you're so evil for making money off people's gambling addictions and that this is a sin stock. Well, I'm going to disagree for a few reasons. The first being that casinos, at the end of the day, is entertainment. Most people know you are never going to beat the house, but you could stay up all night and get lucky. I think if you start off the night saying, I am comfortable spending X amount, that's alright. Nobody ever blinks an eye when you spend $200 out getting drinks or dinner on a weekend. That's essentially the same thing because you're losing money. I do understand some people truly don't understand that you can't beat the house. And to those people, I'll say that MGM Growth Properties doesn't really operate the casinos, but the building and land of the casinos. There's a whole separate company called MGM Resorts that focuses on the hospitality and entertainment part, and they do own a controlling interest in MGP. So they're very similar, but don't be confused because they're not the same company. Now, MGM Growth Properties is in the business of acquiring and owning entertainment and leisure resorts. Now, this is more than just casino gaming. It also includes hotels, convention centers, dining and entertainment, as well as retail. Now, their arsenal of real estate is 100% under triple net leases. This is the best kind of lease for a landlord, as the tenant is responsible for all expenses related to the property, including insurance, property taxes, maintenance, utilities, etc. Now, part of the reason that MGM growth properties even exist is to be a more tax-efficient holding as a real estate investment trust than the hospitality and entertainment parts of MGM. Some of the hotels they own on the Las Vegas Strip include Mandalay Bay, MGM Grand, which is where all the big fights happen, the Mirage, New York, New York, Luxor, which is actually where I stayed when I visited Vegas, Park MGM, and Excalibur. They also own hotels and casinos not located in the Las Vegas metro area in such states such as Michigan, Ohio, Mississippi, New York, Atlantic City of New Jersey, Massachusetts, and the DC area. So while its core business is in Las Vegas, it does have a little bit of diversification outside of it. Altogether, they have over 32,000 hotel rooms, 1.6 million in casino square footage, and 3.6 million in convention space square footage. Now, because of MGP's strategic partnership with MGM Resorts for Entertainment, they expect to use their brand name to allow them to continue to grow in other markets. Now, the casino market does have some positives for society, as they do provide nearly $11 billion in taxes for the government. They provide an economic impact of about $261 billion, and they create nearly 2 million jobs in the United States. Now, as the great investor you are, you're probably asking, okay, that all sounds fine, but what about a recession? How will this company perform during a recession? Well, in 2020, which was a whole different kind of forced recession, MGM growth properties still managed to collect rent 100% of the time 
as did their rival in the same industry, Vici. Now this is actually an even better collection percentage than some of my favorite REITs in O, Realty, Not Reality Income, and Store Capital, who really struggled with collection when C19 first happened. MGP actually had a total return in 2020 that was a positive 8.5%, which far outpaced O and Store. Now MGP also has a super high 5.5% dividend yield and nearly a 7% CAGR, which is pretty high for a REIT. Now just because MGP did well during a so-called recession last year, that doesn't mean I would sleep super well with them during the next one. Gaming is not an essential part of life. People tend not to gamble or go on vacation or go on business convention trips during recessions. This is definitely a cyclical industry for sure. I just wanted to highlight that MGP was a lot more resilient than you probably thought. Now, MGM Growth Properties was only spun off in early 2016, so it hasn't been a public company for too long. But it should offer investors a chance for growth potential and a high dividend yield while they wait. Now, MGP leases are structured in such a way that even if a casino closed down, MGM would still be on the hook for payments as it is part of their contract. MGM will have plenty of growth options in the future as more broke states will legalize gambling. A new acquisition that they've actually been focused on is the MGM Springfield, Massachusetts location, which will be the 13th high quality addition to their portfolio, and that gives them around an extra $30 million in contractual rent and a 7.5% cap rate. A cap rate is basically the annual rent as a percentage of the acquisition cost. This is a property that has 240 rooms and 13 acres of room for gaming, slots, and event space. Prior to this, MGM had acquired six more properties as a result of acquisitions since it IPO'd in early 2016. Let's take a quick look at their financials. Their FFO, or Funds from Operations, this will tell us the cash flow from MGP's operations, and we can see that it has increased substantially from their first year in 2016 of just 280 million all the way up to 629 million at the end of last year. Now, unfortunately, a downside to REITs is that they often issue new shares to raise money for acquisitions, going from just 50 million shares outstanding in early 2016 to now three times that in 2021. Now, more shares outstanding means our individual shares are now worth less. That's just the nature of the sector, and I suppose that could be a sign that the company is trying to grow, and that possibly means they're going to be raising their dividend in the future from that extra income that they're able to generate. Now, speaking of dividend raises, this is a company that has raised their dividend every year since they've been public, going from just $1.04 in 2016 to now nearly $2 a share in 2020. I want to emphasize that this company did not cut their dividend during C19 last year. Instead, they were able to continue to raise it. Their year-end yields have been pretty high at nearly 7%. So this could be a stock that goes on sale pretty often. And with more and more variants being named on the news these days, like it's a fraternity or sorority, perhaps MGP will go on sale yet again if there's more lockdowns, which we all hope there isn't. Now I'd love to hear what you have to say about this REIT. Am I being too optimistic in its moat and growth opportunities? Could you see yourself owning MGP? 
I'll be interacting with you in the comments below. And remember, all my videos are always available on the Collect Cash podcast wherever you get your podcast. Now these videos do take a long time for me to research and edit. All I ask is that you hit that like button and subscribe. As always, bye, stash, and collect cash.